0: Yeah, man. So you ready to get this late night recording session
1: in? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's my boy.
1: I'm so glad they used that.
0: Me too. hello and welcome to bromancing the stone it's the podcast for myself renee sanchez and my good buddy max lyon
1: what's up
0: watch rom-coms and then record our thoughts and place them on the internet for the tens and tens of listeners listening pleasure and max how are you doing tonight
1: i am fucking tired Christmas is exhausting. And every year I get older, I realize just how true that is. (laughs) (laughs) And I haven't even started Christmas shopping yet. Like, that's, I've just exhausted myself just at the thought of it. Just thinking about, oh my God, I have Christmas shopping has forced me to procrastinate. Every day.
0: <laughs> well, I have finished my Christmas shopping. Nice. Um, I sent my niece or my adult niece and adult nephew money via the Cash App. Nice. So that Always was easy. solid. Always solid. Um, basically, my two older sisters, Monica and Rebecca, uh, in a group chat. Our group text that we have with our iPhones. Uh, we basically just put in Amazon links of whatever we wanted, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever the case was, and then basically just kind of picked and choose and <laughs> kept it at around a hundred bucks. And that was it. Nice. And then for my, my niece, who is uh, nine, I believe she's nine, maybe eight. Anyway, well, there goes one <laughs> um, of our but- three listeners. <laughs> yeah she uh she's very creative and if she listens to this well you're gonna find out early what your gift is on christmas day but um but she's very creative she likes to draw and she also uh found an app that she has on her own like little iphone that she has she has like an mm. old, old iphone just for like making emergency calls i was gonna say nine-year-old
1: um, with an iphone fucking times have changed jesus yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> but yeah uh, but nonetheless, like she has a she found she found an app where it basically is like a little drum machine, like where little, you press the drummer buttons, like on a drum machine and like make beats. I oh, like,
1: like like a little miniature drum machine, yeah. I yeah, said like little, little drummer boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> keep it at Christmas, I get it. I keep get it at it. Christmas. You're, you're in that you're yeah, in that mode. I'm in, in that, that mode. mode. Yeah, exactly. I'm
1: feeling it. I'm feeling the spirit. <laughs> yeah, I feel it flowing. That's, that's, flowing. As, mo- that's as far <laughs> as that <it> goes.
0: <laughs> but uh, so, what I ended up getting her was um, it's actually like a, you know, those practice drum pads where it's like a rubber and then you have the drumsticks and you hit them and yeah. like drummers will drum on them to like practice. But yeah. like he, it's not an actual drum set. So, it's that, but also you could like it's got auxiliary outputs and things like that where you can actually plug in uh like an a phone or an iPod and actually oh, like have cool. songs play and you could like drum to oh, shit, shit. shit. <laughs> and like so it's like a So it's like a
1: drum, drum karaoke.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, she could actually like drum to shit. Oh, and, like, that's the drum shit. noises and like connect to headphones to it. So it's not tremendously loud like oh, a drum set. Yeah. But like, yeah, so
1: that's what I always wanted rock star to be. Do you remember that? Was it? Wait, was it yeah. rock star? Yeah. Rock, rock band. band, rock band.
0: Take it to thinking
1: of the fucking energy drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's um, why I loved rock band and, and guitar hero. Guitar Hero world tour was the fucking jam.
1: Yeah. That
0: was one of my favorite Christmases cuz it was I got spoiled that year. My my uh my mom bought me uh an iPod like but she bought me like the 120 gig iPod.
1: Oh damn.
0: So it was like the big big Bertha which I needed cuz I had, I had oh, that I'm, much music. I, I and it was during college. It was like it was during junior year of college. Um, that Christmas. Um, so right before my 21st birthday. And then my sister, Monica, uh, she got me Guitar Hero World Tour, which is the one I wanted because it had the drum kit with the cymbals. So it wasn't like Rock Band had the four circles. But Guitar Hero yeah, World Tour had yeah, the three yeah. had three circles and then two cymbals. So you actually oh, like yeah. were like, hitting the cymbals and yeah. drumming that was the fucking
1: oh my god best. that sounds awesome yeah. god i yeah. always fucking loved targeting the kids that had those so i could befriend them and go over to their house all the time just be like yes <laughs> i'm using you but we're also friends so <laughs> um, so one of these days i'm going to buy those again
0: one yeah it's and it's not going to be, like, a niche nostalgia thing where it's tremendously expensive right now to find any that are still, like, working and, like, and that people are actually selling on eBay because, like, they'll re-release it at some point. Yeah, and
1: that's true. It,
0: you know, it's when there may be, like, a five- or ten-year anniversary sort of thing. But the other thing is, like, music licensing is going to be interesting in that as well.
1: Yeah, oh my god. Fuck, times have changed.
0: Yes. <laughs> times have definitely No have
1: more LimeWire.
0: Yeah. No, like no more Kazaa. Um,
1: no more Kazaa. Oh my god. Yeah. Virus capital of the fucking internet.
0: That is oh man. The the amount of things I downloaded from Kazaa. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> um But we are here, uh, you know, talking about, you know, this great Christmas gift I got. But we're here to talk about a Christmas movie that was recently released that we watched tonight called Love Hard. And it's from Netflix.
1: Why is it called It was released this
0: year in November of this year, 2021.
1: Um, Was it really? November? (laughs) Shit. I didn't realize it was that soon or that recently.
0: Yes, um, and must say this, uh, this title of the film is uh, is about as good as a uh,
1: stuck yeah. in love. Yeah, where did they get to? What What does it even mean? Where does the what title is love come hard? from? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like. I feel like there could have been so many other n- names for this.
0: You could have somehow tried to implement catfish into it. Uh,
1: easily. That's like the first pool of ideas. Like,
0: that's <laughs> right. literally um, what it's about. Like, implement swipe uh, for the swiping of the data app. Um, like, you could do a portmanteau with, like, app into, like, app perfect a at perfect date or something like that. I don't
1: know. Yeah. There's many like uh, uh, lots of options. Get, lots of options.
0: I feel like that was a placeholder name that they just decided to go with because they were just like, <laughs> uh uh I can't come up with anything else. Let's just call it that. It
1: was a <laughs> it was an upgrade from RomCom com or twenty
0: twenty one. Twenty twenty one Christmas romcom <laughs> placeholder name. For Netflix, <laughs> annual
1: underscore November release date.
0: So uh, let's talk a little more about it. Uh, let's go into the stats. Uh, Love Hard is a 2021 American romantic comedy film directed by Hernan Hermenes. Mm. And written by Danny Mackey and Rebecca Ewing. Um, so, yeah. Okay, the film, a, a,
1: a guy and a girl. So that's good.
0: Yeah. The film stars Nina Dobrev, uh, who is, as we found out beforehand, uh, she's from Canada, but she's of Bulgarian descent.
1: So she's Bulgarian. She's Bulgarian.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that shouldn't then, have been funny <laughs> um, the uh, male leads are uh, excuse me uh, Jimmy O. Yang who plays Josh and Darren Barnett who plays Tack and the movie is about a young woman who travels to her online crushes hometown for Christmas Discovers she's been catfished. Uh the film is hundred and five minutes. It's an hour forty-five. Um wow. it, it feels like that at the beginning, but it does it does it does, pick it does speed up. up. Yeah, it does perk up. It does perk up, you know, once they get to Lake Placid, which is odd because when you think of getting to Lake Placid, <laughs> you don't think of life speeding up. No, nope. no. Nope. <laughs> When you get out of the hustle and bustle of supposed L.A., you go to Lake Placid, you don't expect and... things to get faster. But they do.
1: Um, they do.
0: But uh, the movie was produced by Wonderland Sound and Vision, and it was filmed in Vancouver from October to November of 2020. And the film was released on November 5th of 2021.
1: And um, so, quick question. Yes. Is it too late to have wine?
0: I always look at it as is it too early to have. <laughs> wine?
1: And this is why we're still friends. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're fine. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just felt like saying that, but it really makes That's... as much sense. Or as little sense like the other I mean,
1: way. I mean, I get it. It still sends the right message. That's all that matters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It
1: basically thing. just tells me it's okay to be an alcoholic right now. Yeah. That's yeah. all I needed.
0: Is my glass half full? And if not, why have I not filled it? <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> and if not, fill that shit up. Come on. Yeah. Pour so, another glass. Yeah. Um, Well, Continue. Continue. No, continue continue and I'll get a
0: bottle and a glass.
1: Continue and I'll get a bottle and a glass. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was about to say, I'll I'll read some production credits while you do that. (laughs) So, in August of 2019, it was announced that Netflix had acquired Danny Mackey and Rebecca Ewing's romantic comedy spec script, Love Hard, which was described as when Harry met Sally, meets Roxanne. And he's up and getting the bottle, and the wine glass. So his headphones are not on, and he did not hear that ludicrous comparison to when Harry met Sally. I
1: totally um, heard it. I heard it. I yeah, heard it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. I tried to read read up on Roxanne. I guess Roxanne is like a an '80s remake of, um, really of the 1897 play Serrano de Bergerac.
1: I didn't um, know. Yeah, Cyrano. Cyrano. Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah.
0: Cyr-
1: Cyr- uh, would, Cyr- God, that's fucking hard to say.
0: I know. Uh, nonetheless. Uh, Roxanne, just, really? That yeah, that was supposedly. But uh, when Harry met Sally meets that is that that's what this movie's supposed to be. I don't. Wait, get that. Wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> when
1: Harry meets Sally meets Roxanne.
0: Yes. What?
1: So, but Roxanne was a remake of Cyrano de Bergerac. Yes. What the flying fuck? Okay. And <laughs> like <laughs> I gotta, uh, I gotta play ch- fucking connect the dots here to make this make sense <laughs> of this fucking analogy.
0: Yeah, I know. Like that. Like you're right. Right away, your elevator pitch sucks. All right. <laughs> like
1: yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Only Netflix would buy an elevator pitch like that because they have all the money and all the platform needed to put anything on there.
1: Um, I mean, I I guess, I guess I get the when Harry met Sally a little bit, maybe
0: like in the way that Josh and, uh, Oh, what's her damn name in the film?
1: Um. Oh my God! How are we blanking on this? Um, it, I know.
0: It's, it's all. I always feel so. Nina. Bad Nina.
1: Okay. It. Let me hang on. Why don't we fucking? Neither of us ever do this, and I. I should. I should just pull up the fucking cast every time. Natalie.
0: Her name is Natalie in the film.
1: But her real. Oh my God! Really. Nina Dobrev. I know.
0: Plays Natalie Bauer.
1: Natalie. She looks like a Natalie.
0: Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, like Josh and Natalie, I guess like they do have a when Harry met Sally vibe with the whole
1: yeah. You you know. should
0: do this for your like the way she critiques his profile and. You know why do you have an axe and a wrench and a rope in your profile and all that? Right, and
1: they they have like kind of a similar, I don't know, like give and take to their conversation. Yeah, uh, weird level of chemistry that's like friendship chemistry. It's like they click mm-hmm. well together.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: They have good banter. Uh, I guess I get the Cyrano de Bergerac a little bit too, because but that's implying that he's like. I don't know. I'd have to see Roxanne to know for sure because that's what they're really comparing it to, I guess. But if it if that's based on Cyrano Bergerac, that's, do you know what that's about?
0: I've heard of it, but I don't.
1: It's just, it's like set in, I don't know, fucking, it's an old ass story. I think it's, I don't even know who the, the writer of it is, actually. Uh, but it's like, it's like uh, yeah. King Louis era and it's set in some, I don't know, French Revolution war or something. And um, it's like about a soldier whose friends like an ugly dude with a huge nose, who's friends with another soldier who's gorgeous and Prince Charming, but is like, you know, adult. And so Cyrano de Bergerac writes all these amazing letters to the uh. woman that he supposedly loves from him. Oh, that I kind of get.
0: So then that's through the cat fit. Yeah. Yeah. Cat, that and is then,
1: the catfishing. Oh, and, then okay. also,
0: and then how he then in a way does the same for her to him.
1: Right. Which, and then realizes like, he loves her. And yeah. 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 Oh God. Yeah. Uh,
0: in August of 2020, it was announced that Hernan Menas would direct the film uh, and that Nina Dobrev, Jimmy O. Yang and Charles Melton would star. But in October of 2020, it was announced that due to Melton's schedule conflicts with the TV series Riverdale, he would have to be replaced and was so by Darren Barnett. And then uh, Harry Shum Jr., James Saito, Michaela Hoover, and Heather McMahon were also added to the cast. Hmm. And then, as I mentioned, filming took place in Vancouver. So this film has 26 reviews. It's hmm. recently came out. Okay. it got 26 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. What is its Rotten Tomatoes score?
1: 63%.
0: Not too far off. 54%. Okay. Okay. Although with 2,500 plus audience ratings... Is a ninety three percent with the audience.
1: There we go. Okay. Yeah. Wow,
0: ninety three
1: percent. Shit, the six are not bad.
0: Yeah. So the BuzzFeed staff, uh, 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 considered a top critic, gave it a positive (laughs) review, uh, and he was and wrote, "I was amused watching the writers try to twist this strange premise into a happy end."
1: Uh, Yeah, I definitely was.
0: (laughs) Um, Sean Edwards of Fox 4 in Kansas City uh, gives this three out of five, but it's considered a negative review. Uh, And the blurb is instantly forgettable like a gift you get at an office holiday party.
1: Damn. That is true about the office holiday party gifts, though. God damn. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, jim shembry of jim what the fuck
1: uh,
0: gives it a two out of five rotten
1: tomatoes with, what are you doing
0: i know with another negative review here of two out of five uh the film is not totally charmless with Dobrev per- proving herself to be an adequate comic actor the film demonstrates how the overuse of prof references isn't in anybody's interest. Um, are the creators of Die Hard and Love actually entitled to royalties? <laughs>
1: <laughs> a valid question. There was a lot of... Honestly, there was a lot of like name-dropping in this movie. There was Verizon Unlimited. There was... Uh, I'm blanking on literally all the others now, but there were a bunch.
0: <laughs> um, and then a couple more here. So there's uh, David <laughs> Ehrlich of IndieWire. Suspense Wire. is killing me. He gives it a D plus. He's considered a top critic. American rom-coms have become a zombie genre and brainless streaming content like Love Hard from its tech-driven narrative, nostalgic plotting, and tossed-off production. It epitomizes why they refuse to die or be reborn. Jesus.
1: (laughs) There's always one dude that goes off on a fucking rail.
0: I mean, at the same time... I can see where you get like where you and... get that jaded point of view with a film like yeah. this because it is very it does follow the formula it's it very does, formulaic it formula it's very formulaic it's very real, so. yeah um, but uh, Jeffrey Lyles of Lyles Movie Files um, oh boy yeah he writes a positive review gives it a 9 out of 10 and he writes, don't look for it to reinvent the Christmas rom-com. It plays out the genre's checklist with some unexpected laughs and charm, making for a winning start to the 2021 season.
1: Hmm. Well, that's why I chose it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and not because it just happened to be the one Netflix rom-com that it puts out every year, and that seems to be your annual choice for the holiday movies you know, that we do because you picked holiday last year
1: absolutely not and you know what i'm hurt that you would think that okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you seem to be such an expert on this film how about you go first what did you think of the film
1: oh we're just jumping right into it now <laughs> just i mean like, that, let's get to the fucking yeah, point
0: yeah the the lyle's this movie files was the lyle's movie
1: files jesus christ (laughs) these names um it's very formulaic it reminded me of uh like um well like a, a just friends level of movie which i say with love but i also say say with realism too where it's like it's it's entertaining and there's parts of it I love because it's like it's formulaic and I want to see those. But I can see I can also see the flip side where it's like if you go into it looking for. When Harry Met Sally really is I doubt that's really the the level of quality they were trying to emulate here. Uh,
0: see what Harry Met Sally is is what gets thrown around, because as we talked about when we did that episode way back in episode three or four i think it was number four um but when we did that in episode four we like so something i mentioned that you agreed with was that when harry met sally is the cliche like it's the one that's always mentioned when when they talk about the modern rom-com the first words that come out of people's mouth are when harry met sally it set the tone it set the genre it created so many motifs that are used in rom coms to this day. It, it created and did it perfectly, and did it so well that everyone just comes back to it. It becomes the, mm-hmm. you, you know, the text that mm-hmm. everyone comes back to. It's like it's it's almost like the Shakespeare of rom coms.
1: Right. Where yeah, it's, it's like the, it's the table name. It's, it's first first yeah. w- words off your mind. You know.
0: You know it would it be it's so it it. it it's so so emulated that it almost becomes its own adjective yeah like Shakespeare is so emulated that things become Shakespearean
1: very true when Harry met Salian yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh so- yeah, I mean, it, it's it. That's what I have to say about it. Like, it's um, this is the second time I've seen it too. So, like, I saw it once on Netflix. Uh, it must have been a little bit before Thanksgiving, I think. No, couldn't have been. Couldn't have been. It must have been after Thanksgiving. Huh. I thought it was longer ago than that. But either way, um, yeah, so it was like it was kind of nice to look back, kind of knowing what was going to happen, and paying less attention to the plot and paying a little more attention to the finer details. Um, you know, noticing, taking a little more note of like the way scenes were shot and how stuff was. I was noticing a lot of stuff dubbed in, um, like, like a lot of scenes where whoever was speaking was actually facing away from us, and they faced away from us the whole time while they set a line. And it was just, if you look close enough at the way their mouth is moving from behind, you know, it's not matched up. Yeah. And there was a lot of that, a lot of piecing together that I noticed, which I mean, is not uncommon for filmmaking and editing. That's not unusual, but I'm, I'm getting note of it just because I'm like, maybe this is kind of a Netflix kind of, trend where you just like piece shit together, you pump it out, now we got a movie. Done.
0: I mean, it's a it's a it's also used a lot in sitcoms too. Um
1: probably because they're like, they're produced because they're constantly rapidly, right putting out episodes, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm wondering if it's like they're you know, this was a pretty quick turnaround. I'm I'm curious.
0: Yeah, like we can you know just go ahead and We'll just use the shot here
1: right. of someone
0: reacting to the to it, and we'll you know have you do dub it over, right? You know, that's so, a common pr- production technique. For, yeah, for, for yeah,
1: yeah, like that. for sure. Yeah, so yeah. it was it was cool to see, but it was also cool to like analyze it a little bit more, especially for the podcast, because the first time I was watching it, I was just purely enjoying it and enjoying mm-hmm. it for what it was—a rom com.
0: Hmm. So, I yeah, it it's definitely formulaic. Is just the it's the easiest word. It's mm-hmm. the easiest word to describe this film, mm-hmm. especially when you look at a film that we did last year that I liked a lot, which was Love Guaranteed. Yeah, another film about dating app and just dating app dating app dating app dating app dating app it's the easiest way to go with rom-coms in the in the present day mm-hmm. and so now it's like okay dating app and christmas there's our rom-com idea for the, and now <laughs> for let's the let's
1: populate it with like every trope of character we we know from rom-coms you've got the funny friend trope yeah. You've got you've got the other male lead that is a threat. Yeah. You've got um someone got, the character to be jealous of, or that the main character is jealous of his brother in this case.
0: Yeah, or, you know, this, uh, the villain who kind of like steps in and does right. some sh- shitty shit.
1: The fucking um, crazy boss. There's always a well, goddamn crazy boss
0: crazy boss slash some sort of homosexual character who's over the top
1: oh yep yeah uh, so they this, wrap that into one character
0: yeah and then the parent who seems stern but is actually very understanding
1: yep oh yep yep the um, um the overexcited mom role
0: yeah although in this case stepmom well um, because no that's otherwise. the
1: more modern take on it
0: yeah um yeah so i mean there's all of that 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 all is there yeah it and which it's like
1: not to mention that you throw in let's let's throw in a few moments from classic rom-coms the love actually shit
0: yeah and then let's like yeah point out love actually and like and reference other films like yep. okay, die we'll hard die hard and um and then we'll keep referencing songs yep. like we'll reference you know don't you forget about me from the breakfast club you know we'll... and yeah so
1: on and over. we'll top it off with some beautiful romantic bonding moment over baby it's cold outside
0: yes Where <laughs> we rewrite the lyrics so that they're not so rapey um
1: I mean Which it's I thought, got it's got it fucking all. It's it's the whole yeah, fucking it, formula.
0: It, it really is it's, it, it, it's someone saying, "Hey, uh come on over, I'll provide dinner." And you show up, and they didn't make you a hand-cooked meal. They just stopped at McDonald's and, you know, bought a few burgers and fries and <laughs> They're just like, yo, yeah, help yourself. What, what do you want? You know? I, I just grabbed a few burgers and fries, like whatever you don't eat, we'll just put in the fridge. But yeah.
1: I mean it's, you know still, it's still it's still amazing you know
0: though. You know what? If I come over To someone's place, and they did that for me. I'm fucking pumped.
1: I'm I'm like, are you you complaining in that case? Like, I am
0: not complaining about that. That is that is a good host, (laughs) (laughs) to me. So I'm cool with it. (laughs) Like that's just what it comes down to. It's just that I every beat of this film was familiar, and it didn't matter to me because at the end of the day, it came down to. All right, we know exactly what this film is. So now just a matter of do I like the people I'm watching or not? And I yeah. love the people that I watched. Jimmy yeah. O Yang and Nina Dobrev were very good together. I liked how Jimmy O Yang was written in the ways that like the, it's it's all when you when everything is so in a box, it's it's so like when you eat McDonald's for the 50th time in your goddamn life. I'm probably way above that at this point actually. When you eat McDonald's, you're not necessarily thinking to yourself, "Oh, the pickles and the and the burger and the cheese and the bun and like how right, it's all right. mixing and matching together. You're thinking to yourself, "Okay, how warm is this? <laughs> how how hastily made was this? How long have these patties been in the warmer?" Like, if it's fresh, if it's freshly made and it's stacked properly and, like, they put the proper, like, measurements of sauce and and pickle and onion to the cheeseburger, then when you take the bite, it's going to hit different than if they, like, put that shit mixed together and it's been in the warmer for a few hours and, like, when you take a bite, it's, like, falling apart. Dude, do you it, do you, you need food? Crappy. Is
1: like I'm concerned. Like, do you need food <laughs> right now?
0: <laughs> no, I just think that that is the that is the easiest way to compare a formulaic rom-com.
1: It it very much is. It like because just imagine what happens when you get that fucking perfectly fresh fry. Like those fries yes. are all you fucking need. Then like nothing else matters in the world.
0: Yes, you get. A, fucking, a batch that was made a half hour ago and it's just been chilling and it's soggy and cold.
1: Get you're the fuck out half, of here. You're
0: throwing half those fries away. Yeah. But if you get a fresh fry properly salted, then, mm. you know, and it's, mm. that's just gonna, that shit's going to hit. And it's going to be a matter of, you know, that's just a matter of effort. It's a matter of effort. And it's a matter of just like the little things, it's like timing yep. and effort. And that's what the cast of the film is it's, it's the writing of the of the little things so you have to look for those subtle things where it's just like how do they prepare this meal for me this meal of a movie for me
1: at the end and of they, the day at the end of the day the formula still adds up to like a legit rom-com i mean yeah it's formulaic but the formula adds up you know like yep. it's it's we've still got a functional dynamic between two functional lead characters We still develop some sort of believable kind of relationship between them, some believable chemistry, even if it even if everything is formulaic and expected and very, you know, at times very cliche um, Mm -hmm. and a little, you know, overdone. Like, I thought the brother was a little like, like, dude, reel it in a little bit. Jesus Christ, like,
0: I mean, mean, he has to
1: be, but. It was a little, it got a little cheesy at times, yeah. but at the same time, it's, it's not enough to make you dismiss any portion of the movie, let alone the movie as a whole. And it's, it still adds up to a fucking entertaining film.
0: And I just, I liked Josh Lynn's character. I liked that he made candles
1: that like
0: with like unique scents.
1: Yeah, the,
0: the, like sense that you would still want.
1: I'd buy that shit like
0: like grass That's cutting. Total- yeah. You know, fuck like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That all made sense to me. Like it's just like, oh, yeah, sense. that You don't really necessarily think about. Um, but then on top of that, you're also talking about just the way he supported Natalie, especially on the climbing walls. That was just a great way of, you know, in- improving their relationship bona fides was right. through the climbing wall real easy way to gain trust back after the catfish thing um
1: again you know. that's it that's a great example of again following the formula like let's introduce a bonding moment where it's it's neutral where it's just the two of them in that moment bonding mm-hmm. and showing each other safety and support but mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways you could have fucked up that part of the formula yeah you could have had two people there that didn't weren't a good match on screen you could have had two people there that weren't convincing as characters you could have had a horrible script poor you know poor everything you could have fucked a lot of stuff up
0: yeah and that's the thing it was just they they followed the formula and they did it they did it well Mm. that's it that's all we need
1: that's pretty much it That's pretty much it.
0: (laughs) You go like a blackjack dealer who's done their shift at the table. You (laughs) You wipe your hands. Palms to the sky. Palms to the sky. I, I, you know, I've done my job and I'm on to the next. (laughs) That's, that's it. So I did,
1: I did. Yeah, I really, I did like a lot of all the little aspects of it that added up to something. So well done
0: the one thing i'm interested in though is what happens after after to tag and tag is written in a way where there's douche tendencies yes but not completely 100% douche right and he's not like he's not like mean to natalie he doesn't he's right. not like you know Oh don't like red flag girl don't ever get in a relationship with this guy. It's more of just like he he likes things that she doesn't like.
1: Right. So she you
0: know like he which likes
1: Which is not a, which is not a crime. Like
0: yeah. Like, he likes to hunt animals and eat meat and, like, that sort of thing. And just, like, that's totally not her vibe.
1: I but totally fucking understood her vibe when she's sitting at the steakhouse. You understand the
0: vibe, and I understand <laughs> and the, his vibe. Like, the
1: giant like, ring there's... goes by, and she's looking at it, like, disgust.
0: Yeah, and it's just, like, but there's women out there who would be totally into that. Like, true, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like, so there's just a... You know, uh, what happens after ever after is I would hope that there's a a reconciliation between Josh and Natalie to tag. And maybe they, you know, work with him on an online profile that helps him find his perfect partner. The grandma. (laughs) (laughs) The grandma. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and, and Tag becomes as Josh's new grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. Oh, oh he buys up <laughs> all the candles. Starts smelling like him and everything. <laughs> He's like, "So I heard Ben Gay, in, you know, in this can I'll start wearing Ben Gay around here. That would help <laughs> with my like, aching joints as I rock climb all the time." Um, Oh my god. <laughs> uh so the kiss of the film. Uh there were only two exchanged by the main characters. There's a third kiss that was exchanged by Tag and right. Natalie, but right. that was more to show that it wasn't it. Um but that's the back the, to the
1: future kiss. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um but I would say the, the main kiss of the movie is the kiss that they exchange after the uh the signs. Um, at the end, snowing, yeah. At the end, yeah. Yeah, because then totally because well, the because the second kiss they share is the one in the morning when they're opening presents and they exchange a kiss at, at the table.
1: Oh yeah,
0: which I liked that one, but the main kiss is the the main kiss is yeah yeah, yeah.
1: total. I mean you gotta you end with a scene like that. The love actually love yeah. actually boards and yeah. And what's written on them is perfect, too. It's a very touching, the like, very touching exchange. The
0: response had, is cool.
1: The response is perfect. He goes up, and instead of saying, you know, yes or no to her question, he writes on the back. And,
0: Yippee-ki-yay,
1: motherfucker. yippee ki motherfucker.
0: Yeah. So. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's all well and good. Uh, I just I give it a solid B. The kissing, God damn it, itself, that's exactly
1: what I was going to give it.
0: The kissing itself is a little lacking.
1: Yeah, but at the but same it's not time, horrible.
0: It, it's a formulaic rom com yeah. kiss that hits all the beats it needs to and exactly it as it should.
1: Exactly, it's it so exactly. It's like do you remember? I keep flashing back to, I don't know if this affected you the same way it did me, but do you ever remember those fucking benchmark exams from grade school? Like, especially middle school, I think. And they always tested like your writing or your math or your, it was basically yeah. not looking back like mini SATs, but they were usually in assignment form and you'd get graded on like a scale of one to five. And it was the first time that, like, I remember seeing that scale of like a B or a four was like meets every single standard, meets all expectations, and then level five was exceeds all expectations, all that shit. And I was like, oh, so mm-hmm. a B is shit. Fuck that. I'm gonna get an A.
0: And like, and also, it it, it came in a, a package that like like a packet that you opened so like it was sealed.
1: Oh fuck, yeah, you're right. And so they just put
0: like this sealed packet of questions and everything in front of you and you Dude. had to wait and then you, you were timed.
1: Standardized wow. testing fucked us up. It made us all goddamn goal-oriented people that are like they have to fucking have the check mark, the 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 perfect checkbox checked. Yeah. God damn you standardized testing.
0: Yep. And so uh, yeah,
1: that's what I see in this kiss. It's and the formula. It's like it's it meets all expectations, which it's not bad. As I would go back and tell my younger self, that's not bad. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah. You did what you had to do. Like you there's nothing wrong. With meeting expectations,
1: no. So, yeah, same with the kiss. Solid B, solid B.
0: There you go. So, uh, you've seen the film twice. What's your verdict?
1: Um, I would say objectively, like for the sake of the podcast, it's. It's like a very high-tier fuck for me. Um, I would watch it again, though. So, like, you know, seeing it twice doesn't keep me from watching it again. Like, I'd literally go back and watch it again this Christmas season in the next... Oh, shit, it's only 11 days away. Yeah. No, four, 12 days, but still. Jesus Christ. Oh,
0: oh. I mean... About to be 11, we only got 23 minutes till. Like, oh, next fuck, minute. yeah, Good yeah. Point. I almost agree with you.
1: Yeah,
0: I would marry it. I'd like to really, uh, I it is, it, it is as everything we've said, it's formulaic as fuck. Well, I that, get it. That's it, but it true. hits,
1: I get but that, it hits, I it's get just, that.
0: It's Christmas goodness. It's a yes. fucking Christmas cookie. That's why
1: I said it's just friends. Like,
0: yes, it, it's it, it shit that like I can watch friends. every year. It hits just like just friends, a hundred percent.
1: It's
0: yeah. just I just I enjoyed the fuck out of it. There's no other there two ways about it.
1: Well, At I'm glad least, you say it and, then, because i I felt but, and, I felt like I was demoting it to a fuck. So I'm glad you say that.
0: And I didn't have high hopes after the first 20 minutes. Cause I feel like it started off a little slow when it's in the LA area. It
1: does. It does
0: going through. And like when they're initially getting to know each other through the app and like that whole part, it has to be done that way. It has to be, done. it has to
1: be,
0: it has to be because you know, she's going to get catfish. Like, you know, that's happening. So you're not looking forward to it because you know, that's going to be awkward and everything else like that. But as I now know, it's, who it's Jimmy O'Yang is, and I now know like, but once you meet Josh, and once you like get to know Josh, and once you know, you like you see him act and you see him like the way he does things, and he's not like some depressed dude who doesn't leave his, you know, house, right? Right. And like, he's actually
1: you learn like, his he's, backstory. He's just,
0: yeah, you learn his backstory. He was a chubby kid who just never quite got the self-confidence that he needed and he was friends with the
1: kid that was like yeah so it makes sense he's not just using some random you know image off the internet he's he's inspired by watching his friend become popular and him not like
0: yeah he's literally using the inspiration like behind (laughs) like this yeah like that's the inspiration to his You know, if I were to be that guy, this is the guy I'd want to be.
1: Right, right. He's trading places with him as much as he can, which like I get there's I mean, who hasn't gone through that at one point or another in their life? Like, so it's a very relatable backstory that that gives him a lot more depth as a character, which gives us a lot more reason to root for him. Mm-hmm. and that's what we always bring up we're like well we need to see growth we need to see a reason to root for these people
0: and you know and not only a, a reason to to root but like you know just something to to connect with like exactly do I get their story does their story make sense yeah you know and, yeah you know it does always- this make
1: me feel things <laughs>
0: Yeah, (laughs) like, like, (laughs) can I ride with this or not? You know, it was easy to ride with. So, yeah, yeah, I would marry it. Well, good. Um, Well, uh, you can find us on social media. The uh, show has an Instagram at Bromancing the Stone Podcast. All one word together, Bromancing the Stone Podcast. Uh, and then you can find us on Twitter at Bro the Stone Pod, and that's B-R-O-T-H-E-S-T-O-N-E-P-O-D. And you can find me on Twitter at Supermarket Sweep without the E and super. So that's S-U-P-R, Market Sweep. And you can find me on Instagram at Relusa88, and that's R-E-L-U-S-A-88. And also, I have a Spotify-exclusive podcast with my sister Rebecca called We Watched RMTV, in which we choose songs from a month and year from... When we grew up, basically. Uh, so, what did you basically
1: choose last from 1981
0: time? to 2003. It's a good time. Uh, we strongly urge you to listen to the latest episode of December of 1993, uh, especially the first 15 minute sex- section of the, mo- or the episode, where we don't even go to a song yet because we're too busy talking about our experiences at a particular establishment called the Acropolis in Portland, Oregon. Um, feel free to give a listen
1: that fucking hole and
0: you, and you'll find out all about the Acropolis um, and you'll never be able to hear the words snake eyes in the same way again
1: oh god and, then, and Max Dear God, what the hell did you guys talk about?
0: You need to listen to the podcast.
1: Um, on Instagram, you can find me at The Lionhearted, which is T H E period L Y O N H E A R T E D.
0: There you go. Um, and so I get oh, shoot, next week is my choice. Um, next
1: week is your choice. Next week
0: is my choice.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> The worst.
0: Uh, No, but seriously, the worst. (laughs) Because I'm technically homeless. Uh,
1: (laughs) I know a guy. He'll tap you real real gently. (laughs) So, look. Hmm. I know we've done a yeah. lot of Christmas rom coms.
0: No, it's I know which one I want to do. It's just a matter of
1: convincing yourself to actually do it. Oh like fuck! What is it? What is it?
0: <laughs> we're doing the Family Stone. Um,
1: I fucking hate you.
0: We're doing the Family Stone, guys. All right. I fucking it's hate you. It's technically a rom com. I rom-com. hate
1: you so much.
0: It's technically a rom com, although tears will probably be shed. But it is a movie I watch every single year for Christmas. It's a movie I love, and that'll probably give you an idea of what the been like. And it basically this will continue the tradition of there's three movies. It's a it's so this finishes the trilogy for me of the three movies that I watch every year on Christmas or around Christmas, which are Love Actually. Mm. The Holiday, mm. and The Family Step. Those are the three movies I watch. Okay. And so we started this podcast off with Love Actually in the very second episode. Last holiday season, we watched The Holiday. This year, we're going to watch The Family stuff.
1: Well, at least it's got Rachel McAdams in it. That's all I can say. Like At least I get to see <laughs> Rachel McAdams gorgeous fucking smile.
0: <laughs> Throwing heat in this film. Even in her, like, even when she's like wearing glasses and it's not like made up, throwing heat in this
1: film. Oh my God. She I mean, is... this is, I mean, this was made around Wedding Crashers time, right?
0: Yeah. It was so, uh, the oh, yeah. 04, like yeah. four 05 mm-hmm. area. And yeah, God. she is, yeah, top notch. Um, yes. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, I mean, there's also, Diane Keaton being awesome as hell. There's Craig T. Nelson being awesome as hell. Um, I and forgot there's said that. Luke Wilson, who's really good. And
1: oh yeah. Uh, and
0: then also podcast favorite, Dermot Mulroney. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wedding so, day.
0: Yes. Justice for wedding day, always and forever.
1: God damn it, still needs a higher need score. To Dick we're gonna we're gonna say that until you fucking change your mind. You hear us? <laughs>
0: You're damn right. Critics rewatch and then renounce your bad reviews <laughs> with good reviews.
1: Watch it goes down one percent and they're like, well, it changed.
0: <laughs> it's nine percent now. What the fuck happened? Jesus. <laughs> All right. All
1: right. Well,
0: until then, guys, for the tens and tens of listeners. We love y'all and we thank you for listening. Have a great rest of the week.
1: We love you guys.